The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Today's episode of Tables, Others and Chairs is brought to you by our sponsors, Faces Wrestling. Head over to faceswrestling.com for money off heavy metal wrestling merch. Use the code OTHERS, that's A-T-H-E-R-S, to get 20% off all Jimmy Havoc, B Priestley and Travis Banks merch. Once again, that's Faces Wrestling. To a round table episode oh, of it's a rectangle. Three seconds in, and I'm already getting fucking interrupted. Tables, hours, and chairs. Uh, but graps and claps, lads. The Ogden brothers here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Andy. And uh, we're going to be talking about yesterday's natural progression series. Progress Wrestling from the Electric Ballroom in that there, London. Before we dive into the match, what were your general feelings on it, lads? It's a show. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was one of them. I was pleasantly surprised. Yep, for those of you that don't know, the uh, Natural Progression Series is an eight-man tournament over one day, kind of like how the King of the Ring used to be. Before the WWE completely ballsed it up. Uh, it's over about four weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, some of, uh, do you know that the final isn't even tonight? It's on Raw. Is it? Yeah. It's on Raw instead of the uh, Clash of Champions pay-per-view. Surely they could have fitted it in with the other 15 matches. Yeah, I know, you'd think so, wouldn't you? What's another match on an already eight-hour show? But Planning. There you go. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Natural Progression Series, an eight-man tournament, winner of which gets a title shot of his choosing. Uh, usually it's eight guys, new, up-and-comers, bit of a mixed bag with this one. Some of the guys have been in progress before, others pretty big on the UK scene. Uh, Andrew, we like to tell us of the eight guys that were in this year's tournament. Yeah, so we had Mike Muller with his... Um Sideburns. Yeah, big we German, had, big German lad, bit like Walter, mini yeah. version of Walter. Yeah, we had Michael Oku, the Ojmo. The Ojmo himself, yeah. Uh, we had Malik. Malik, I was very impressed with him yesterday. Um, Danny Duggan. Everybody's favourite. Uh, Gene Money. Really everybody's favourite. Uh, Scotty Davis. Young Irish moustache lad. Yeah. Uh, Karen Wah. Uh, freaky Swan. And uh, Dan Maloney. Big. He look, kind of looked like a... D-Lo, Ench D-Lo Brown. D-Lo Brown shagged a Ninja Turtle. That, was, that was his ring gear. This is not the tournament I was watching, because I had it down as Hugh, Hugh, <laughs> Barney McGrew, Cuthbert, Dibble and Grub, and Zig and Zag. Zig and Zag, fantastic. So, yeah, uh, one-night tournament, winner gets title shot of his decision. 
the opening match was the aforementioned Veit Muller taking on the Ojmo. What did you think? Um, Veit Muller on top for about 80% of the match. Um, I wasn't really impressed with the Ojmo. I think he were a bit of an off match for him. Yeah, I thought disappointing opener. I give it about two and a half stars. Um, he's very much a, a, a very good base. He would have thought for a young Michael Oki to work off. Yeah, yeah. the size differential, weren't it? It was twice the size of him. Well, you get that with most of the opponents that uh, OJMO faces, yeah, don't yeah. you? But uh, yeah, it was uh, like you say, Vite Muller on top for around about 80 percent of the match, and. Uh, Ojmo fighting from beneath and, and wrapping in that deadly half crab for the win. Oh, God. See, I thought he should have won with the old Bret Hart finisher before this. Oh, what, the old foot in, into the sleeper? Yeah. Foot on the ropes and reverse it into a pin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He should have won with that instead of, like, a... The half crab. It look brilliant, the half crab, I'm being honest here. Uh, that brought us on to the next match. Malik and Danny Duggan. Yeah, uh, Danny Duggan's been getting a lot of stick online recently, uh, most famously from uh, Gene Money, who's been uh, bigging up the tournament on social media. They called him a fucking robot. He did call him a fucking robot, and uh, there were lots of robot-based chants from yeah. the crowd. Uh, somebody shouting binary code, 010101, na-na-na-na-na. Did no one sing the tune to Metal Mickey or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, obviously, blast from the past. Malik, the the clear favourite here. Uh, this is the second time I've seen Malik. The first time being at a uh, title championship wrestling. Uh, what was your overriding feelings on this one, man? Uh, I thought it was better than I thought it would be. This match, um, better than the first match. I, I had in my in my book. Uh, thought Malik looked impressive. Um, he, he, he controlled the match, I would say, and. Uh, I don't, and I think Danny Duggan ended up being the um, de facto baddie. Yeah. But I don't think he was playing up to it as much in this match. Not in this match. Not in this match, yeah. as you would see later on. But no, I, I thought better than the uh, better than expected. Yeah, I agree. I also thought that um, for all the stick that Danny Duggan gets, uh, some may say fairly, some may say unfairly. I thought that um, he really did come out of house on fire in this one getting in Malik's face before the match started showing a bit of fire uh, I thought there was good facial expressions from him so if he is a robot maybe he's a cyborg maybe he's a bit of an upgrade uh, next up it was uh, Gene Money versus uh, Scotty Davis Gene Money getting the uh, Wrestlemania entrance we had uh, from a kennel Rusev on the tank we've, we've now got Gene Money that damn dirty dog coming out of the kennel um, it's fair to say if, if many people didn't know about Gene Money before this tournament I think he was the uh, the name on most people's lips leaving the tournament yeah um, he was over like Rover wasn't he ba-boom hey fucking hell you don't just come for the wrestling do you <laughs> shit puns as well there you go nah but um, Gene Money getting an absolute monstrous ovation and I kind of felt sorry for Scotty Davis who it was overshadowed. Yeah, I mean, Scotty Davis is an absolutely fantastic talent. But well, he's not a personality. He's not a personality wrestler like Gene. Not yet. He is only 18. I think that he'll come into his personality as he gets older. But like you say, 
it was a good mixture of comedy but towards the end of the match it got very serious some great near falls yeah. from both lads he kicked out uh, two of the um, the, Ain- the, the, the Ains- old Jill and yeah the Ainsley Lariat the big Lariat there and uh, in the end it was a Scotty Davis one was it a submission or um, roll of the dice oh the old roll of the dice that's it yeah but yeah. uh yeah, it was weird because I kind of felt sorry for Scotty Davis in this match because he won and, and the crowd really did make it known that they wanted G, G to, to win. win yeah. There was a, a fair few boos yeah. and uh, once both wrestlers had left, a big chant of we want our money back. Yeah, uh, not, a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah not, yeah, not like saying that they weren't happy with the wrestling. They wanted their... Name. Their physical coinage back, but yeah, yeah, they wanted Gene to go further. But a great showing for Gene, properly got over with the uh, boring crowd, and uh, that brought us on to the final uh, qualifying match for the semis. Yeah, it was uh, Karen Noir versus uh, the driller Dan Maloney. If you've never seen Karen Noir before, how would you describe him to the uninitiated? Uh, Swan Lake, Swan Lake. Pretty accurate, yeah. yeah. Uh, it comes out to the old uh, Swan Lake music. He's he's very theatrical. He's got like a a disco ball type mask. I, I said last night, or we were saying in our group, like he's uh, Glenn Joel's favourite wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I Theatrics. Could, yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm an actor, darling. I'm an actor, darling. <laughs> Champagne. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. Oh, oh god. <laughs> but uh, no, was great. I mean. He's not just, you know, gay panic in face paint. Although there was a lot of gay panic in this match. What's gay panic? Oh, you know, when, when Dan Maloney was like, oh, don't touch me, when he looked like he was oh, going to go kiss him and stuff yeah, like he's that. He's the streets, isn't he? You know, he won't be used to that blood. <laughs> what, what are you saying, fam? <laughs> it's a ting. <laughs> See, we've been fucking casually fucking racing. We'll probably get shot to death in Wolverhampton. <laughs> What, in the, in the 0-1-2 one? Well, but, uh, yeah, it, I thought it was a good match. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, minus the gay panic. But, uh, yeah, um, looked like Dan Maloney had things in control, but then uh, Carrenoir locking in that deep sleeper and Dan defiantly giving the two middle fingers, didn't tap out. Yeah. Ended up passing out and, and Carrenoir... Advancing into the semi-finals. I think Karen sort of like caught him in like mid-air, didn't he? Yeah, just lock that uh, that deep sleeper in. Yeah. Uh, the the struggle cuddle, I'm gonna call it. The, what the struggle cuddle? The struggle cuddle. All right. <laughs> uh, first semi-final. Up Should next. be called the swan song. Oh, I like yeah. it. I like it, that's right, good. We'll get on to Car Renoir now. That's another fucking t-shirt. Yeah, that's another t-shirt, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Something else to get ripped off. <laughs> uh, first semi-final after the break. Yeah, so it was uh, OJMO, Michael Oku, uh, against Danny Duggan. The aforementioned Danny Duggan. And uh, we got a bit of an interruption during this match. Yeah, from Do Not Bother. <laughs> You mean do not resuscitate? Ah, yeah, them fuckers. Yeah, Chuck Mambo and... Uh, Eva. Present William Eva. Uh, they're recruiting 
for a new member since Street Parker buggered off to Japan. A new member to look at the light bulbs. Yeah, uh, Spike Trevay, he was uh, not there yesterday. He was defending his uh, North Championship he was, up yeah. in Newcastle. Uh, they were looking for a new member and they've been trying to get Michael Oku to join the Ojmo yeah. for a few shows now. Uh, OJMO's turned him down, said he's not interested. Looked like they were trying to recruit him again, but then they decided to change their mind. And uh, Danny Duggan is their new member. Yeah. Uh, he got past a uh, two by four. Of, uh, reminiscent of his dad. Yep, uh, Hacksaw Jim. And uh, I saw a tweet earlier on today that said. Uh, they should have entered that block of wood well, into the nat- natural progression as it has more charisma than Danny Duggan, which I thought was a little bit stiff. A bit wooden. But, uh, yeah, use the 2 by 4 distracted the uh, the referee, and, and it's Duggan that ended up going through. Yeah, um, the crowd was angry about this. The crowd were very angry. because be, be, be honest, that elicited the right reaction. Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of people expected, myself included, Michael Ogu, the Ojmo, OJMO, whatever you want to call him, to walk into this tournament and just breeze by and win it. I had him as the favourite. I don't know about you yeah, two. Yeah, I think the way that we're playing it on the um, the promotion of it as well sort of thing. I think some guys, you never even, like the Bite Muller or people like that, you never even saw a presence on no. the nope. and Facebook, etc. Where you saw all over it. Yeah. So, Ojmo, probably the odds-on favourite going in and, and getting beat by... I don't think anybody gave Danny Duggan a sniff of no, getting to the final. Absolutely not. We, we said it was a, like a sky bet request bet, didn't we? <laughs> what ended up the final. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. Like, no one had asked for it except for the ones who want to put a cheeky pound on. Yeah, I'd imagine you would have got very long odds. Uh, the next semi-final being the aforementioned Car and Law taking on Scotty Davis. Another match where the crowd was pretty much 50-50. A lot of fans... In support of Car Noir. Obviously, Fairview had flown over from Ireland supporting Scotty Davids. Again, it, it, it was a difficult one. I felt, again, a little bit sorry for Scotty Davids because up until the final, spoiler, Scotty Davids did win yeah. this, up until the final, he didn't have that 100% fan support. It was against the characters. Yeah, exactly. And it was only when we got to the actual final that everybody was 100% behind Scotty Davis. Uh, how did Scotty Davis end up victorious? Over yeah, so he won long? by uh, two roundhouse kicks and a German backbridge suplex. The very educated win. feat of young Scotty Davis. You can say what you want about his character or lack of. Scotty Davis is an absolutely fantastic yeah, talent. Yeah. And the fact that he's only 18, yeah. you'd think that he's only going to get better with he's age. A monster, he's a monster talent, isn't he? Oh, he's I mean, we've been seeing him in places in like Breed. Tidal and, and Breed. Yeah. He's a very, very talented young man. And uh, it's strange how Fight Club Pro haven't used him more. Even though he won that, t- that contract. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's... It's bizarre because I mean, flights over from Ireland. They're cheap, aren't they? It's probably cheaper than getting trains for a lot of talent that actually live in the UK. Before the final, we had a, a bit of a street fight. LAX and Eddie Kingston, they took on two thirds of CCK. 
Uh, lucky kid having more bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs to change his name, really. Well, yeah, he does run out. I don't know what's up with him. Bad Lukey Farley. <laughs> more travel issues. I, I can't see it being a, a visa issue. Brexit, stop Brexit. Well, yeah, I think we're all in agreement with that, but... He lives in Germany, so I can't see why he wouldn't be able to... Does he have a Turkish passport? I don't know. I think he does, yeah. Would that be an issue, travelling? I don't think so, because, like, you see the German national team, the football team, a lot of them are Turks, It seems they all really very strange. They've got a big strange. Turkish population. Yeah, it seems very strange to me that... Wow. It's not the first time this has happened, no, either. No, 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 the mysteries of Britain. But, yeah, we had a big street fight, um... You guys have to come up to my little perch to see a lot of it. Yeah. A uh, bit of a wild brawl all over the spot. Yeah. Bodies flying everywhere. Chris Brooks doing his old chair surfing routine. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston getting a fiver off somebody and stapling it to Brooks's head. Who were? Who, who gave him the fiver? Uh, somebody up front row. I don't know. Well, there you go. They've got it. They've, They've got, got the it. money. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But uh, yeah, I think were, he was a bit pissed off because it wouldn't stick. Our money's plastic, it's not papers like that, so yeah, yeah. would have had big issues there, but uh, yeah, yeah, things were looking very precarious until uh, somebody rather unexpected came down to even the odds. Yeah, it were um, Jordan Grace. Who is the... Uh, Johnny Gresham's over our... IRL in real life. In real life, yes. So yeah, um, she gave as good as she got, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, bit of an awkward moment when um, Gresham went to spear I think it was uh, Ortiz put, put Ortiz moved and ended up spearing his missus through the table yeah. which got a uh, oh, sleeping on the couch sleeping chant. on the couch <laughs> chant yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh dear fantastic wrestling stuff. domestic yeah exactly and um, and came here when Chris Brooks got a suplexed off the top rope it's like a suplex cutter from the top rope um, it's called the street sweeper and it, it, it didn't look nice no it's it sort of like ed, edge of one of the chairs I don't know if you know have you seen the uh, I've seen today? the tweet he's got a very big gash in his arm but uh, apparently he's been stitched up and he's good to go today so. yeah LAX winning with Eddie Kingston Kingston uh Cutting a promo that went about five, ten minutes. Yeah. Watch the chagrin of Briley and... He, 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 went, he, went, he went to the Jim Smallman school of uh, long promos. Went around the houses. Oh, my God, I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was, it was very good. good. To be promo. fair, it is probably the last time he's got a tag with LAX. Now they're off to AEW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, announced that he's not retiring now. Yeah, Because he, he was yeah. going to retire at the end of this year, but said he's going to carry on. He put over Brooks... Uh, put Gresham over big time and Jordan Grace, so uh, uncharacteristically nice guy Eddie there. Yeah. And uh, that led all up to the big final. The natural progression six final between two of the rank outsiders, Danny Duggan, the robot himself, and Scotty Davis. How do you think this one went? Um, what shenanigans uh, to, well, about 50-60% of it obviously DNR on the outside they got removed yeah Michael Oku running down after he got attacked in a, his semi-final clearing house with the chair I noticed there was a few uh, unprotected shots to the head there going uh, old pastor not bothering to put his hands up and, and taking it flush on the head right. but 
Oh, well, he's crazy, isn't he? So, yeah. there you go. Uh, he's got plenty of hair and beard to it. Yeah, that, yeah that'll, that'll push him most of it. But, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was a pretty good final, to be honest. Um, Danny Duggan, at this point in procedures, really playing up to the heel persona. Very cocky, very arrogant in the ring. Um, Scotty Davis working well as that underdog. I stated before, thought everybody was fully behind it and fully invested at him in this point. They really... I think it was more a fact they didn't want Duggan to win, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was a great win for Scotty Davis. Uh, the crowd really did pop at the end. Big eruption of cheers. Uh, Jordan Devlin came out and presented him with a trophy. Obviously, them two, uh, big links from uh, OTT Wrestling over in Ireland. And, uh, like you said, I thought it was a very good event. More to the point that you got new talent to the ballroom over. I yeah. think people like Malik, Gene Money, uh, Cara Noir. Danny Duggan. To an extent, yeah, Danny Duggan. I think they all got over with the crowd. Yeah. I think that Danny Duggan going forward from here, whereas when he came out at the beginning, it was just kind of like... Oh, it's Danny Duggan. Yeah. Now it's, oh, for fuck's sake, it's that prick Danny Duggan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He now elicits a response yeah. from the apart, crowd. Apart from shrugs his shoulders, which is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, good definitely. Or, anything good or anything bad as a response is good. If you're getting nothing, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. So. I think that there's, there's obviously always a lot of criticism towards the way that progress book things. I think putting Danny Duggan in DNR, even though DNR may not be like a massively successful heel stable, I think the actual move of putting Danny Duggan in DNR is actually a pretty clever move. And it may actually even rejuvenate the group if they're booked right, if they're booked as a dangerous stable and win matches. Yeah, I think it accentuates his positives and adds his negatives. You know, putting him with three people that they can talk to yeah. oh talk exactly yeah it's I mean, not his biggest strength his biggest strength is looking jacked yeah exactly he looks the part and, as well yeah he looks the he's part. now the powerhouse of that group yeah but uh, he has a different dynamic to the other three yeah exactly um, well that's it for this part of the show uh, I will be back on my own from sunny Blackpool later uh, we're going to Alexandra Palace to watch more progress action. Uh, gentlemen, what matches are you looking forward to this afternoon? Um, us versus Milk Stout on the, uh, on yeah. the bar, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Walter David Starr, if, yeah. uh, if anything. Maybe the Captain Bird's Eye Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you see winning out of uh, Walter and Starr? Uh, I think after yesterday's results where Oddsmold's not got through I'd think Walter's winning what matches are you looking to Jeff? yeah the main event I think probably like just for a change just like that like I said the 30 man rumble just see who turns up I guess yeah love a rumble I like suppose it's one of them the Pete Dunn surprise mystery box. who do you think his opponent's going to be? Jordan Devlin he's got he's put merch up to sell today so he's doing now Unless he's in the room, but in the Rambo, he's still waiting to be picked up. Fucking football at school or something like that, is it? 
I want. Uh, if you could have one person, one surprise entrant in the Proteus Rumble, who would it be? Big Guns Joe, please. But it won't be. That would be a good choice, yes. What about yourself? Big T. Yeah, possibly fucking big, big T in there to throw some people around, yeah. Just for the old nostalgia, yeah. Madman Manson. Yeah, yeah. Last time he was on Progress TV. Oh, yeah, with Roy Johnson. <laughs> well, you've got to have, like, a big 300, 400-pound spot in there, haven't you? I suppose so, yeah. Will Cruz. Will Cruz. Big Will Cruz. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the tag team match. I think Aussie opening Grizzled Young Vets, they always have good matches yeah. together. Then that'll be good. And uh, Mako Satamora. Yeah, always Jordan good Grace. to see Mako, she's a great wrestler. What's the odds from Skybet on it being on second? Kayfabe, Kayfabe. 6-4, I go for. I don't think it's an odds-on favourite today. Well... No. It should be higher up the car. It's all going to be great. My battery's charged, so I'm going to get up that hill. And uh, we will oh, see you. Bush. <laughs> Apart from the running bit. No, there'll be no running <laughs> at all. Uh, I will see you all after chapter 95, still chasing. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Big Joe from Turnbuckle Talk here, and you're listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs here on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm now back home after a weekend in That There London. Uh, Sunday saw the culmination of the weekend's wrestling, and that was Progress Chapter 95, Still chasing from Alexandra Palace. Uh, Alexandra Palace is where they usually hold their big marquee events. Uh, they had Super Strong Style tournament there this year. Uh, I believe next year they've put a note out saying that they're going to be returning to Alexandra Palace for Super Strong Style in 2020. So yeah, uh, always a venue that they like to use for the big events. There was a big crowd on hand, around about 2,000 people. Uh, I think a lot of them people came back, mainly to watch the uh, NXT guys. Uh, People like Pete Dunn, Mustache Mountain, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, guys that Progress used to use quite regularly. But now obviously with the uh, old NXT NXT UK contracts. These guys are very, very rare appearances in progress and the British independent scene in general. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this event. It's been quite polarising if you look at the reaction to it on Twitter. Obviously, uh, a lot of the people that have, have kind of been down on this event are the ones that weren't actually there in attendance. Uh, which is an interesting way to look at things. Although, conversely, you've always got that live bias when you were there in person. Maybe if I watch it back on VOD, it won't be as good as I thought it was while I was there in the flesh. But 
regardless, I'll go through the card, tell you the matches, tell you the main points that happened, and you can judge for yourself. Uh, first match up, it was a tag team title match. Uh, the grizzled young vets, they were defending their tag team championships against Aussie Open, the team of Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. You might remember them off the heels of their standout performance at New Japan's Royal Quest Show. Uh, just before this match was about to begin, uh, Scotty Davis's music hit. Uh, Scotty Davis winning the days before uh, Natural Progression Series 6, coming out with the trophy, announcing that he wanted to cash in his title opportunity for the Tag Team Championships. And... Uh, his partner of choice, no surprise, the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. So this match becoming uh, an impromptu triple threat match. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, lots of interesting spots, lots of uh, good uh, tandem moves from all teams involved. And uh, it was the impromptu team of Scotty Davis and Jordan Devlin coming out victorious here. Um, Scotty Davis getting a submission victory over Mark Davis. Uh, very interesting that the grizzled young vets didn't take the pin. Whether that's something to do with being protected with NXT UK or just the fact that it'll give them something to bitch about in the future is remain to be seen. But uh, yeah, great way to kick off the show. A uh, real feel-good feel moment. It was Scotty Davis's progress debut only the day before. Went on to win three matches, win the Natural Progression Series. And then the next day wins the Tag Team Championship with his mentor, Jordan Devlin, in front of 2,000 fans. So, quite a great weekend there for Scotty Davis. Uh, next up, Tag Team Action. Again, uh, holla holla. It was the uh, NXT UK team of Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Uh, they took on the NXT proper, if you will, tag team of Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, the Limitless Bros. Uh, got to see Matt Riddle and Keith Lee before the show began. Uh, got photos taken them. Great to catch up with Matt Riddle. Uh, really was a huge fan favourite over in progress. Uh, former Atlas Division Championship. Had some absolutely banging matches when he was over here with the likes of Will Ospreay, uh, Jeff Cobb. Uh, had a match with Trent Seven that lasted about six seconds. And uh, they played off that at the beginning in this match um, when Matt went to attack Trent with the running knee, which he beat him with six seconds in a uh, previous Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Uh, Trent getting out of the way, but then Riddle turning round and channeling his inner Goldberg, hitting him with the spear, picking him up, hitting the old jackhammer and getting a near two count, uh, which got chance of Broberg from the air crowd, uh, all playing off Matt Riddle's online feud that he seems to be having with Goldberg. Uh, this match, it was very much an exhibition match, very felt like... The type of match that you'd get at WWE House Show. Uh, lots of comedy, lots of gaga. Did get a lot more hard hitting towards the end. Uh, Trent Seven hitting 
and a quite unbelievable burning hammer on Keith Lee. Uh, Mustache routing picking up the win, but it was all great fun. Uh, all four guys fist bumping at the end. Uh, I think that the people there that were there for the NXT stars, if you will, probably went home very happy with this match. A match of very little consequence in the scheme of things. Uh, just a great spectacle. Very much a, a a bit of a filler match with some star power. Uh, next up, Pete Dunne returning to progress uh, for the first time in uh, nearly 10 months. Uh, his last appearance being at the December unboxing show against Tyler Bate. And uh, he had a mystery opponent... Uh, that mystery opponent being none other than Noir, who uh, again made his debut at the Natural Progression Series the day before. Um, Noir's entrance here was absolutely spectacular. Uh, I think having a place like Alexandra Palace with the huge production values and a big arena like that uh, really did give it that that cinematic, dramatic entrance. Uh, obviously, using that Swan Lake song, uh, the lighting was fantastic. Uh, Pete Dunne looking a, a little taken back when Karen Wall made his entrance, and this match was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Pete Dunne being his usual absolute shit himself. Uh, we all know that he likes to uh, do the old joint manipulation. Well, uh, he had double the opportunity to do it as Karen Wall does not wear shoes. Uh, fitting in with his, his kind of uh, ballet aesthetic. And uh, Pete went to work on them toes, uh, stretching them, bending them back, stamping on them, and even at one point, biting them. Uh, this was a great back-and-forth match. Uh, Carrenoir really shining in this. Uh, came very, very close to putting Pete away a few times, uh, hitting him with that devastating package pile driver. For a 2.999, I really did think at that point he won. Uh, managing to get in a, his uh, sleeper hold that I think uh, the Ogden brothers uh, donned the swan song. Uh, Pete managing to escape. And uh, Pete needing two bitter ends. And uh, the one that turns into a bitter end into a tombstone to put Carrenoir away. So, Although Pete didn't really need the win, seeing as it's going to be the last time he's going to be in progress for a very long time. Carrenoir uh, really getting over big time this weekend. Not only with the natural progression, but with this match as well. Uh, it's very rare that you see Pete Dunn get on the microphone and put his opponents over. He did just that at the end of this match, saying that uh, he wasn't going to be around for a while. But uh, this wasn't going to be his last match on the British Independence. And when he does return, he wants a rematch with Noir, And uh, stating that people saying that Britrest is, is dead, they're wrong. It's in very safe hands with the likes of Carrenoir, uh before giving Noir the old wanker sign. And Noir uh, leaving to a great reception. Um, if there's anybody this weekend that... Uh, had their stock go up tenfold, definitely, as well as Scotty Davis, Carrenoir. Uh, next up, the uh, main event of the first half, which saw the women's progress title on the line as Jordan Grace defended against Mako Satamora. Uh, Mako Satamora, not a stranger to these shores, uh, 
performed many a time at Fight Club Pro and was in fact the Fight Club Pro champion. Uh, not the women's champion, the actual divisions champion. Uh, she had great matches with the likes of uh, Pete Dunn. Uh, people from Schadenfreude like Chris Brooks, who she won the title off. Uh, Mark Davis. It doesn't matter for me whether it's men or women. Mako Satomura is one of the best wrestlers around, uh, period. And uh, she won the title here, uh, putting away Jordan Grace with the uh, big scorpion kick to the back of the head. Uh, Alexandra Palace crowd coming unglued when the result happened. A bit of a spoiler here. Uh, I spoke to Martin Zaki from Fight Club Pro, and uh, he did confirm to me that now, what with her being the Progress Champion, that meant that she could probably appear more at Fight Club Pro. Uh, both companies splitting the airfare. So, uh, Mako Satamora, unlike Jordan Grace, looks like she'll be around a lot more to defend her Women's Championship in Progress. Uh, which can only be a good thing. Next up, we have the Proteus Rumble. Uh, I believe it was the first uh, Rumble that Progress have ever had in their history, which is uh, quite uh, shocking, really, after uh, being around for seven and a half years. Uh, this was to crown a new Proteus champion. Uh, the Proteus Championship is uh, a title which would be... There, start that again which would be defended under the winner's rules of their choice. So whoever won it, they could dictate the rules. It could be a uh, hardcore title, could be a submissions title. Uh, all the dev title defences could be on a dance-off, uh, fun fights, connect four, whatever. It's up to them. Uh, so the first person in this rumble was Paul Robinson, who uh, lost the number one, number 30 match with present William Eva, uh, who really doesn't like me. Whenever he sees me, he always tells me to fuck off, which is, uh, yeah, it's not very nice, Bill. But uh, anyway, that's rather here nor there. Uh, the second person to enter the rumble was uh, WWE NXT's Ilya Dragunov. Uh, I'm not going to go through all 30 competitors, or all I will say, it was an intergender rumble. You had men and women in it, and uh, some rather surprising entrants as well. Uh, the 52-time champion Vacant showed up, uh, which was a guy in a grey morph suit. Uh, he had a few stock moves from the old uh, WWE 2K uh, catalogue, and then was promptly uh, eliminated. Uh, other standout moments was when uh, Gene Money, Sugar Dunkerton, uh, the freshly signed to ROH Martina the Session Moth, and uh, Travis Banks had a little bit of a dance-off, uh, which was interrupted by none other than the anti-fun police, Los Federalos Santos Jr. coming out, uh, showing the guys what wasn't allowed by doing some very uh, sexy dances, uh, as well as hitting probably the biggest worm I've ever seen in my life. Uh, next entrant out after that was Chief Deputy Dunn of the uh, Anti-Fun Police. He was aghast at all the uh, shenanigans and antics going on. Uh, they shut the fun down quite promptly. Uh, but midway through the match, more fun was had when uh, Chris Roberts, the former Progress referee, came down to the ring and uh, hit everybody in there 
with Stone Cold Stunners. And uh, not only did he hit about five or six Stone Cold Stunners in a row, he promptly hit Chris Brooks with an absolute picture-perfect Canadian destroyer before throwing him over the top rope to an absolutely massive ovation. Uh, Probably the funniest minute I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Uh, Absolute scenes, fantastic stuff. Uh, The theme throughout the Proteus Rumble was uh, Paul Robinson hanging on in there. And uh, number 30, present William Eva came out. Uh, There was still Chuck Mambo and Danny Duggan, uh, his fellow DNR members in there. And uh, wouldn't you know it, the final four ended up being Paul Robinson and the three DNR members. And uh, amazingly, uh, Paul Robinson managing to beat all the odds come out on top and become the inaugural Proteus Rumble, Proteus Champion winner. And uh, who knows what stipulation he's going to pick. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Paul Robinson, and we all know what kind of character he is, of it being probably a hardcore title stipulation. Very much a brawler, very much at home, outside the ring and, and bending the rules. Although he has become somewhat of a fan favourite. I think more due to the fact that uh, he's been in progress since the very, very beginning. So, great to see Paul Robinson uh, have his moment here in the sun and become the first ever Proteus champion. Uh, That took us on to the main event. The Progress Undisputed title on the line. Champion Volta defending against... David Starr. This was a very, very interesting match. You had um, David Starr come out all fired up. And uh, as they were doing the ring entrances, the ring announcement, sorry, uh, Walter attacked David Starr, uh, hitting him with a big powerbomb, went to the outside, threw him through some chairs. And uh, these are not folding chairs. These are uh, very wooden, very uncomfortable chairs. Did not look a very comfy landing for Star. I'd say that Walter had round about about eighty mm, percent of the match. Uh, usual Walter fare: big clubbing blows, uh, heavy, heavy chops. There was one part of the match where uh, David Star got booted in the face really, really hard, and it 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 looked like it actually concussed him. Whether it was great selling from Star or not, I don't know, but it, it looked pretty painful. Anyway, uh, Walter was hitting him with all his best moves, all of the heavy artillery. David Star kept kicking out or reaching for the ropes while in submissions. And uh, this got Walter very frustrated. He went to the outside, got the Progress Championship, uh, went to hit David Star with it. Uh, David Star. Uh, not sorry, not David Starr, rather the referee taking it out of his hands, and then uh, Walter going to hit Starr with a big boot again. Starr ducking out the way, the referee getting knocked down. David Starr picking up the belt, hitting Walter with it, then managing to hoist him up for an Ushi Garushi. Uh, Walter out for the count, but obviously there's no referee. Uh, David Starr calling for a referee to come out from the back. A referee did emerge, but he wasn't on his own. Eddie Dennis's music hit. Eddie Dennis, who a month or so ago announced 
that he was retiring from Progress Wrestling to concentrate on his NXT UK career. What with all the injuries that he'd sustained, he wanted to prolong his WWE career, so decided to knock independent wrestling on the head. It turns out that he was lying. He was fooling us all. Uh, A year ago at Wembley, he won a contract in a tables, ladders and chairs match against his then bitter enemy, Mark Andrews, for a title opportunity at any stage that he wanted. Well, he was cashing it in with two weeks to go. And, uh, yeah, it was a huge shock. Everybody thought that Eddie was legitimately done with the company. Got a very, very mixed response from the crowd in attendance. A very, very mixed response from the crowd online. As he was walking down to the ramp, a guy in a hoodie came out and hit Star with the chair. Dennis came in, got the pin, became the new Progress Undisputed Champion. The guy who attacked Eddie in the hoodie, none other than Mark Andrews. So it looks like we've got uh, Independent Wrestling versus NXT UK as the angle coming out of Chapter 95. Still chasing. Um, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. A lot of people are saying that progress is being negatively affected by the NXT UK influence. To a degree, I see where they're coming from and I understand their arguments. However, what I will say is, the show on Sunday, it seemed like a huge reset. You had every single championship change hands. You've got new tag team champions. Uh, Scotty Davis, a young up-and-comer, not under NXT UK contract. Admittedly tagging with somebody that is, but that's neither here nor there. Mako Satamora, she's under no NXT UK contract. Uh, Paul Robinson, the Proteus champion, again, under no NXT UK contract. Eddie Dennis, obviously, NXT UK contracted. But, and I mean this in absolutely no disrespect to Eddie, he's lower on the totem pole than Walter. Walter is the NXT UK champion. Uh, Towards the end of his title run, he was hardly at any progress shows defending his championship. I don't think that'll be the case with Eddie Dennis. Uh, Eddie, another guy that was in uh, progress very, very early on from the early chapters. I think his debut was either chapter three or four. Uh, The same as Paul Robinson. In fact, those two actually faced each other in one of the very first progress shows. So that's very cool that on one of progress's biggest shows of the year, uh, those two walking away with championships Where the progress go from here? I'm thinking of maybe an NXT UK versus the independent guys. People like David Starr, uh, the OJMO, against the likes of Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews, possibly. I don't know. But I could see David Starr beating Eddie Dennis, whereas I could never see him beating Walter. I think if David Starr is going to beat Walter, it's not going to be in progress. It's going to be in WXW where that feud began. Uh, my overall view of the show, like I say, obviously you've got live bias there. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a great show. It was a fun show. It was, for me, the best couple of shows Progress have had uh, 
in a very, very long time. Whether that translates to uh, on-demand or not remains to be seen. I'm pretty positive going forward about Progress's future. Uh, I think that over that weekend, they showcased a lot of guys, both in the natural progression and in the pro, uh, Proteus Rumble. Uh, people like Gene Money, uh, people like Dan Maloney, who had a, a good showing in the natural progression series, and a really standout performance in the uh, Rumble. Uh, people also that did well, people like Gene Money. Uh, if people didn't know him before this weekend, they certainly do now. Uh, Sugar Dunkerton made an impact in the Rumble. Um, Malik, I think he had a great showing in his one match, natural progression. I think this is the thing that Progress have to do now. The people that they've utilised over this weekend, the young, unsigned talent, I think they've got to start using them guys more. This really did feel like the start of a new era for Progress. Uh, the fact that they had so many new uh, and exciting young talent on the card. I think they've got to capitalise on that. They've got to capitalise on the buzz and Car and Noir. Uh, they've got to capitalise on the buzz of the OJMO. Uh, I'd like to see him feuding with uh, DNR going forward. Uh, siding with David Starr as well against the NXT UK guys. Um... People like Gene Money, Sugar Dunkerton, fresh new faces. They're what's needed in progress. Uh, I'm a big progress fan. I make no bones about it. I'm a progress mark. It was the first ever independent company that I went to uh, back in, I think it was January 2016. Uh, I used as a gateway to get into other promotions up and down the country. And yeah, I will admit for the past 12, 18 months, Progress has kind of lost its way a little bit, but I think that this weekend was a huge step in the right direction. Uh, new champions all round, new faces all round, and I'm really looking forward to uh, where Progress go in the next few months after this event. Very important that they uh, take the momentum from this weekend and uh, really run with the ball. So that's it. That was my weekend in That There London watching Progress Wrestling. Uh, be sure to check it out when it hits uh, their on-demand service. Usually takes five to seven days for events to get out. So by the time you read uh, this is on air, it will probably be online on the Saturday or the Sunday. Uh, the natural progression anyway. The uh, Alexandra Palace show probably a week after that. Uh, two shows definitely worth checking out. Uh, lots of new and exciting young talent in British wrestling coming through and being um, showcased on the biggest promotion in the UK as well. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, please feel free to do so. Uh, via Twitter, it's at Others Chairs. Facebook, Tables, Others and Chairs message board. Uh, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, please feel free to do so. It's Tables, Others and Chairs. Uh, speaking of subscribing, you should subscribe to the HTM Podcast Network. Uh, not just to hear my show, but to hear all the other shows. The PW Hustle, Wrestle Podcast with Robin Nelson. Uh, Turnbuckle Talk with Big Joe and Carl. And not forgetting the boss men. HDM Podcast and HDM Sports 
with Jargo and RBV. I will be back next week with some kind of British wrestling shenanigans. I'm not sure what yet. I'm not worked it out. I'll do it on the day. It'll be fine. Everybody, have an awesome weekend, and I will see you next week. Ta-ra.